Your practice needs mentors. Your staff members need mentors. And all that takes in some cases is for you to be a role model for that. So if you start that wave, again, it'll kind of grow from there. And as a result, you'll have a much happier and more productive practice. Welcome to the Sawyer Vet Now What, the podcast. This is a show that serves as your audio mentor in your journey as a veterinarian. And each week, our awesome host, Dr. Mariah McCauley, will be bringing you insightful, short-form interviews with happy, successful vets who are eager to share their career and clinical tips to make your life easier. So whether you're a final year vet student or a recent graduate, this podcast is your trusted companion on the pathway to success in veterinary medicine. Over to you, Mo. Welcome back to So You're a Vet. Now what? I'm your host, Dr. Mariah McCauley. You know, we talk a lot about mentorship here on the podcast. So you've heard countless stories about mentors and mentees and why mentorship is so important. Maybe you've even asked yourself whether you should become a veterinary mentor. Well, in this episode, we are going to cover the five top reasons you should say yes to becoming a veterinary mentor. So let's dive into it. All right, you guys, welcome back to another episode of So You're a Vet. Now what? Today, it is just me that you're listening to. We don't have a guest today, but we are going to be covering five of the top reasons you should be saying yes to becoming a veterinary mentor. This is something that is near and dear to my heart. I love chatting about it. And so we're going to just dive right into this. Again, there's five top reasons that we're looking at. But first, I feel like we should talk a little bit about what is a mentor. And I know we've covered this many, many a times, but why not talk about it one more time? (laughs) So being a veterinary mentor, honestly, there are variations on what the definition of being a mentor is, but at its core, when you look at what is a mentor across the board, whether that's veterinary, whether that is business, the core of it is that you have someone who is teaching another person. This person as a mentor is providing guidance, motivation, emotional support, and being a role model. On top of that, they usually have or are supposed to have the very important qualities that they are a good listener, that they are available, they have empathy, they have honesty, and they're non-judgmental. And quite honestly, some of these answers have actually come from Instagram polls that I've done asking people, what are some of the qualities that come from some of the good mentors that you've had? So those are all qualities that we look for in a mentor. Doesn't mean that if you don't have some of them, you can't work on them. But in general, like the mindset that you have or the picture that you have in your head, when someone says, do you want to become a veterinary mentor? It's going to be someone that is going to be teaching someone else. They're going to be guiding them. They're going to be providing a holistic approach in a way to becoming a veterinarian. And there are so many benefits and so many reasons why they should become or why you should become a veterinary mentor. So looking at number one, the one of the main reasons you should become a veterinary mentor is because we need mentors. New grads especially need mentors. There's this fallacy that they should be graduated with the ability to just boom, roll out, go into a full day of appointments, be able to see what comes their way. 
That is not true, you guys. If you've been in practice, you obviously have seen a number of new grads coming through. If you are a new grad yourself, you know that you do not feel quite ready enough to just take on the world as a new graduate. And so these are the people, if you are a new grad or if you've seen new grads, these are the people that need mentors for a whole range of reasons. And we know, uh, statistically speaking, that mentorship is one of the main reasons that new graduates will leave their first job in their first year. So it is something that will make or break the fact that you have a new grad after year one. And if you are on the business side of things, you know the monetary valuation of keeping a new grad on because it's not cheap to bring a new graduate into your practice. However, if you are able to keep them, I think it's 18 months or is it there's somewhere, yeah, 13 to 18 months, I believe is the point break, depending on what their production is and everything, that you actually start to earn back the money that you spent training this new graduate. And so again, if you lose them in that first year, that's technically money down the tubes, which if you are a private practice, or even if you are within a corporate, like that is not money that we want to see go away. And I hate to talk about it in a monetary side of things, but if that's what catches your attention, cool, awesome, I'm right there with you. But otherwise, again, we don't want to see these veterinarians leaving their first job in that first year, also for the reason that it is a huge confidence knock if that happens. We know that the more new graduates jump from practice to practice, they don't have that stability, they don't have that community, that relationship build, they are less likely to stay in their profession long term. They are more likely to leave within those first five years if they do not have a consistent practice that they are at. And granted, this is um, outside of the realm of relief work, because obviously that's its own entity. We're talking about someone who is hired on at a singular practice, and that is where they are believing their home base is going to be. But again, if they don't have that stability, they're not going to stay. They're going to try and jump to another practice, and maybe they don't stay there because of mentorship. So they jump to another practice. And that's two, three years that they have not built up the confidence on their own to stand on their own two feet. They start wondering if they can actually do this. They wonder if they can stay in the profession. And so they leave. No one wants to see that. No one wants to see that lack of confidence. And so again, we need mentors. New grads need mentors. If there's a financial reason, there's also a well-being reason for these individuals, for the practices as well. If uh, new grads aren't staying in these practices, you're having higher staff turnovers, and we know that is not good for productivity, for um, emotional well-being in these practices. So number one reason, we need mentors. There are not enough of them. Okay, so additionally, number two, here we go. Your clinic needs mentors. Yeah, you heard that right. Your clinic, your staff, your veterinary assistants, your techs, your receptionists. Your veterinary assistants, your technicians, like everybody needs a mentor. And that doesn't mean that you as a single person have to be that mentor for everybody else. However, what we're talking about here, what I'm talking about here is a mindset of mentorship. And what this means is that within your practice, someone is a role model, maybe it's you, you're mentoring someone else, but in that same respect, you can be caring for your staff members by saying, hey, what do you need to succeed? 
what are the things that are interesting to you? How can we support you in growing and developing in that skill or in that interest? It's as simple as that as a starting block. And from there, you are able to then grow up other mentors within your practice. So maybe you have a lead technician who's also a great mentor for the new technicians who come on board. Similarly, for every single area within your practice, you can have different mentors. And when everyone is essentially looking out for each other in a way that says, hmm, how can I help them grow? How can I invest in what's important with them? You're going to see everybody care for each other in a much better way. And again, that builds staff morale, that builds uh, staff culture. And again, culture is really just those behaviors that have become normal. And so what you want is a practice of a behavior of caring for each other that that is just normal. Everyone does it because that's what's normal in your practice. How awesome would that be? So again, your practice needs mentors. Your staff members need mentors. And all that takes in some cases is for you to be a role model for that. So if you start that wave, again, it'll kind of grow from there. And as a result, you'll have a much happier and more productive practice. Better care for your patients as well. I could keep on going on, but I do not have enough time for that. So we're going to jump into number three. As the mentor yourself, there are individual reasons why you should do it. There are benefits for you as a person, as a veterinarian, as a human being. And one of those things is that you get to develop your skills. I believe, oh gosh, I'm not even going to say there was some, was a philosopher trying to remember. I'm going to ruin it if I keep going down this road. Anyway, there was some famous person who once said that if you do not know something well enough to teach it, you don't know it well enough yourself. And so being a mentor provides you the opportunity to, in a way, expose those weaknesses. That's not a bad thing. That's a fantastic thing in this profession. Because once you identify what those weaknesses are, you can put an action plan in place to learn how to strengthen those areas, whether that's knowledge, whether that's skills, And then you have the opportunity to pass that information or that knowledge on to someone else, so onto your mentee. So again, you get to develop your skills, you become a better listener, a better educator, better speaker, better vet, better human, because you get to provide these opportunities to learn yourself. This will also improve your mental health. We talked a bit about the mentees and how they are able to then have a relationship with someone. They're able to start building community. Well, the same thing happens for you, the mentor. We as humans, we need relationships. That's a very important part of our physical, emotional well-being. And so even on a basic level of having that one person that you can go to, to ask questions, to be a moral support, and that is something that is going to improve your mental health. It's going to improve the mental health and well-being of your mentee and also of your practice. Because remember that mentorship mindset helps everybody else that is around you. So again, you're building relationships, you're strengthening community, and quite honestly, getting to teach other people and getting to see them exceed, it's really fun. It makes you happy. And that is an okay thing to identify and kind of lean on. It's like, I'm a mentor because I really enjoy it. It's fun watching other people grow. It's fun watching them develop and kind of say, I did it. Not because you as the mentor can say, I had something to do with that. It's because you genuinely are happy for them. So that is a huge reason in itself, like why you should become a mentor. It's going to have great benefits for you too. 
So why not? I honestly, I feel like I'm going into this list and I'm like, I can't find a reason for you not to be a mentor. (laughs) Oh, dear. Moving on to number four, this is going to improve your leadership skills. So we talked about your skills as a listener, as an educator. We're going to talk specifically as a leader. Now, as a mentor, you have a huge role. You are a role model for maybe that individual, but also for your greater practice. And in that position, especially if you are a doctor, like you're automatically a leader. Like it's in the title. It kind of comes with a territory. You don't really get a say in that. And figuring out what that means to be a leader is intricately important for your job as a veterinarian. And so being able to practice that in a way and also develop the skills through mentorship is going to have a better impact on the rest of your staff, on your clinic, on your clients, and thus on your patients. So as a leader, you're not just there to say, do this, do that. You're in charge of things. You are there to help build them up, to raise them up as uh, technicians, raise them up as CCAs. Um, You're there to help boost their confidence. Boost is a wrong word to say, to help build and develop their confidence so that they can then turn to someone else and say, what can I do to help support you? Remember, it's that mindset of mentorship that we're all kind of tying back to. So this has benefits for both you as the mentor, but also as the mentee. You're teaching them these very valuable skills that they can then use to become a better leader. Because one of those things as a new grad is you feel like you have this imposter syndrome where you're not good enough, you don't know enough. And by teaching them, hey, you are a leader and teaching them how to be a leader, that's what's really going to boost their confidence. That's what's really going to kind of chip away at that imposter syndrome. So quick recap here. Why should you become a veterinary mentor? One, new grads need mentors. Two, your clinic needs mentors. Three, you're going to develop your skills as a human being. You're going to improve your mental health by becoming a mentor. Four, you're going to improve your own leadership skills and those of your mentee. And number five, this is probably one of my favorites, is that it keeps the excitement fresh, not just for you, not just for your mentee, but for your whole staff. When you are genuinely excited to watch someone grow and develop, that person is then going to be excited to watch someone else grow and develop. And again, looking at it from a clinic-wide standpoint, When you are constantly in that positive mindset, when you're constantly looking for ways to help someone else succeed and getting to celebrate in that with them, it's going to strengthen that community. It's going to strengthen those individual relationships. It's going to really, really strengthen the culture of your practice. And it's just going to keep things fresh. It's going to keep that excitement fresh. Why did you become a veterinarian in the first place? A lot of times we can start to lose that through all of the negative interactions that do come alongside being a veterinarian. So I found for myself, being a mentor has honestly kind of kept some of that fresh out of school excitement. I don't know how else to put it. I just genuinely love seeing other people succeed and it helps fight the burnout that I sometimes feel that I'm going through or starting to experience because I get into a rut of thinking about, ugh, just have these other cases or those clients that have been really nasty or things aren't going super well. But when I'm able to turn things around and really look at things and say, all right, what can I do to help that person? What can I do to help that mentee? How can I help them succeed in what they are looking for? That just changes my whole perspective. It keeps everything exciting. It keeps everything fresh. 
genuinely just brings me joy. And hopefully it does for you as well. And so I would challenge you if you are thinking about becoming a veterinary mentor that you just start. (laughs) Honestly, it sounds like a a very basic thing, but literally just decide, yes, I want to become a veterinary mentor. I want to help support those in my practice. I want to maybe bring on a new grad. That's another thing that you can do. But again, you don't have to bring on a new grad to become a mentor. You can start within your own practice. You can start by looking at your team members and saying, what do you need to succeed? What do you need to feel supported? And start that conversation there. I can assure you that nothing but goodness will come out of that. Again, mindset of mentorship within your practice, it will change everything all around. But if you want more information, if you want to learn how to become a mentor, how to develop those skills, there are so many resources that are available. There's here at the So You Are a Vet Now What podcast that we talk all about mentorship. Honestly, anything through Dr. Dave Nichols Foundation there, if you look through the website, Um, You can find a ton of information. There's CE. Also, places like MentorVet. That's another fantastic resource that you can use to become a mentor, to learn about mentorship. And honestly, the list goes on and on and on. So if you have questions, if you want to know more, send us a question here um, on the podcast. We're happy to reach out, happy to talk with you further. And honestly, I'm really excited to see you guys join the profession as mentors. But until next time, y'all, see ya. So that's it for another show. Thank you so much to Dr. Mariah and her guests for today's tips. And if you're interested in learning more about what we do to support early stage vets in their careers, then check out my book, Sorry Vet Now What, or non-clinical skills training class of the same name. Until next time, take care. (laughs) 